Welcome to the Plant Rich Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? Once again, this week on the podcast, we are going to be getting a little bit nerdy. So as my son's first grade teacher would say, kiss your brain because you're going to be using it. (laughs) Um, This week, we're going to talk about astrology and um, some practical ways that we can work with astrology in our own lives to get more acquainted with the energies of these planetary bodies. Um, so that we understand how they affect us. And that effect is going to be unique and personal to each one of us. Every lunar month, we have the opportunity to move from a new moon to a full moon and then back to a new moon. And that cycle has been called a manifestation cycle, a time when we can work with um, patterns of energy or new ideas we want to bring into the world or projects that we want to Um, put energy into it's basically the lunar cycle is the solar cycle distilled down to 28 days from 365 days so it's a microcosm within the macrocosm it is also symbolic of the life cycle of a being a plant or a human from birth to death and then rebirth with the next new moon So the new moon time is the time of, in the macrocosm of the solar cycle, it corresponds to the time of deep winter. In the life cycle energy, it corresponds to the womb time, or when we are gestating before the time of birth. Astrologically, it is represented by the um, sign of Pisces and the planet Neptune, or the moon itself, which is, you know, invisible to us in the dark moon time. So just as an overview, the moon goes from its new stage or um, where we can't really see it, and then it waxes or grows, and it's a waxing crescent moon, and then it's a quarter moon, and then it's a half moon or full moon, and then after it becomes a full moon, and then it starts to get smaller again, that's the waning cycle until it's a waning quarter moon, and then a a dark moon. Um, So that's the full lunar cycle. This month's new moon occurs tomorrow. I'm recording this Wednesday night on the 19th. It occurs tomorrow on the 20th. And this new moon is um, interesting, exciting, supercharged, because along with this new moon is a solar eclipse and the giant planet of abundance and good luck jupiter is conjunct eris which is the dwarf planet um, which is actually larger than pluto but considered a dwarf planet in our outer um, outer solar system named for the goddess of discord (laughs) Um, So Jupiter, the expansive luck um, and abundance-giving planet, is conjunct Eris, the goddess of discord. 
and they are squared by Pluto. So Pluto is bringing this energy of tension, power struggle to this expansive, destructive energy, which is also conjunct the new moon in Aries. So it's a, and the solar eclipse. So it's a big day. Um, and we're also getting ready for Mercury to station retrograde on Friday. So we're in the Mercury retrograde shadow, which adds another sort of difficult flavor to this astrological cycle. And the planet Saturn, which is one of the most challenging planets to work with energetically, has just entered the sign of Pisces within the last month. Um, and so that has shifted wherever Saturn is in your chart. So um, that would be something to look at to see where your Saturn is and um, where your how your Capricorn is, which is the house ruled by Saturn. Um, they will have the influence of Pisces for the next few years um, as Saturn moves slowly through Pisces. But that's a conversation for another podcast. In this episode, I want to talk about the new moon, full moon energies and the cycle of working with a new moon um, through the astrological signs. Okay, so this is something you can do every month. And there's a really lovely chart at the website AstroSeek where you can look up um, wherever the moon is um, anytime every day. There's a chart for the whole month that tells you the fullness of the moon and the sign that it's in, when it changes signs, at what degree um, of the sign it's the full or void of course or new. And I have found that to be really, really helpful for me as I get into this practice more myself. So every month you can look at the new moon using AstroSeek or another um, source, which you like, and see where in the chart that new moon is happening. So this month, the new moon is happening at 29 degrees of Aries. So that is the place where we are collectively being initiated into a new cycle. There's energy of planting seeds, um, creating some new motion forwards, imagining new possibilities. And then if you look ahead to where the full moon is um, in this cycle, you can again use AstroSeek. So the full moon is on May 5th at 14 degrees of Scorpio. So the seeds that we plant now at the new moon in Aries will fruit at the full moon in Scorpio. So the first thing we want to do is go to our natal chart. And of course, you can also use AstroSeek for your natal chart. I prefer astro.com for my natal charts, just because the chart is easier for me to read, especially with transits, but you can use any software you like. So we go to our natal chart and we look at our chart in the house ruled by Aries. And we look for anything at 29 degrees of Aries in our personal chart. Anything that's there is going to be affected by this new moon. As you get more advanced in your astrological practice, you can also look for squares, sextiles, things like that. I am not going to get into that in this podcast episode. 
we're looking for conjunctions in this as we're just starting to work with these energies. So do you have anything in your natal chart at 29 degrees of Aries? If you don't have a planet or an asteroid or one of your um, markers of the heavens, your AC, DC, MC, or IC, you can still pay attention to which house is being affected. So that house will tell you something about what is being initiated in you in this lunar cycle. So for me, and when I go to my chart and I look at 29 degrees of Aries, I see that that degree is conjunct my IC, which is the bottom of my chart, which represents my roots, my ancestors, my foundation, where I come from. So this new moon and solar eclipse are conjunct my root, and that is happening in my fourth house, the house of family. Um, and again, roots, ancestry, early life. So something new is being planted in me, this lunar cycle in relation to my past, my history, my ancestry, how I'm rooted. Interestingly, last night I dreamed of a, gro a grove of trees that were all connected through the crowns and some of the trees had their trunks cut off but they were still alive because their branches had grafted to crowns of other trees around them, which kept them alive, even unrooted. So it's interesting for me to see how this um, lunar cycle is connected to this idea of rootedness and a new idea around rootedness. Um, and there are tons of resources online for you to look into what the houses, what the houses mean, um, how to read your charts, so this, this episode is more for folks who already have a basic understanding of astrology. If you don't have a basic understanding of astrology, I will link in the show notes a couple places you can check out um, to start getting um, answers to some of these questions. So, okay, once we've seen where the new moon is in this lunar cycle, now we're going to go look at the house um, that's ruled by Scorpio in our chart. And specifically, we'll be looking at 14 degrees of Scorpio. Do you have anything in your chart at 14 degrees of Scorpio? If you're using astro.com, it can be easier to look at the little chart at the bottom left under your astrological wheel. And um, just go ahead and look down the um, column in blue that says natal and look for anything that says SCO, that's for Scorpio, and the numbers between like, um, let's say like 11 and 16 or something like that, that'll give us a little bit of a, an orb for our conjunction. Um, I don't have anything um, right there in Scorpio that's um, going to be conjunct for me. But this degree of Scorpio... Um, is going to be in my 11th house, which is my house of community and belonging and, and in community, which is sort of the higher octave of the fourth house. So in the fourth house, we discover our roots um, 
in the in the family who we are what our primordial collective identity is and then in the 10th house we um, start to play with that identity in terms of vocation but in the 11th house we figure out how that identity belongs to the world and how who we are is a contribution to the world so at the new moon i am invited to plant a seed that transforms my past my history and my ancestry in a way that serves the fruiting of my belonging. And um, Aries, being the energy that ruled my home life, was full of energy and vitality and passion and um, conflict. And there was a, just a huge amount of um, Mars energy to my home life as a child. My father is an Aries. And I know he's listening to this, so hi, Dad. And my 11th house, ruled by Scorpio, is the higher octave of Mars energy. So in modern astrology, Scorpio is ruled by Pluto, but in traditional astrology, Scorpio was also ruled by Mars, um, just like Aries was. And so there's similar tones to Scorpio, but the difference is that Scorpio is a transmuter. Aries is an initiator. Aries is the first to say, pick me, I will help, I will charge into battle, put me on the front lines. I don't have to totally understand the plan. I am just ready to go. Like, just tell me what to do. And I will, I will be the first person to use force to make this thing move. Scorpio is sort of brooding, but incredibly loyal, um, deeply magical, alchemical, has taken all that raw power from Aries and harnessed it to regenerate. So Scorpio is also the sign of death and rebirth um, and sort of alchemizing all that has been cast out and othered. So for me to work with this lunar cycle, I would plant a seed that is connected to healing my ancestral roots, most likely, um, and then having that fruit in a way that brings deep magic into the world or deep alchemy because of the placements of these um, occurrences in my particular natal chart. Let's say this new moon was happening in my sixth house. Um, that house represents the day-to-day -day activities of life, you know, chop wood, carry water, routine, discipline, paying attention to details, caring for our health. Um, if the new moon were happening in the sixth house for me, I might start a new, I might plant the seed for a new um ritual of daily living or a new discipline. Maybe I, I want to start eating better, or I want to start walking a couple of times a week, or I want to make that appointment with a therapist I've been putting off. That might be the kind of seed I plant in my life for a sixth house new moon. And at the full moon, what we're really hoping is that we can just let go. Full moon is a time of release. So on May 5th, when this full moon comes around, we are releasing the effort that we have put in from the time of planting the seed. So if we have a sixth house new moon, we've been walking three times a week as much as we can, um, doing our best, 
And then at the full moon, we release both our expectations and any challenges that have stood in our way and any sense of failure or self-recrimination or hopelessness. We just sort of let go of that and allow uh, ourselves to be buoyed, encouraged, supported by the energies of the full moon. And then for the second half of the month, the waning time of the moon, we're feeling a concentration of the energies of our efforts. So um, we're starting to see results, we're starting to feel the benefits, or we're starting to get really clear on what's not working. So that at the time that the moon dies or the dark moon, that's a time of integration. What have we learned? What has worked and what hasn't? What are we going to do different next month? And then when the moon is new, we plant seeds for the next month. So you can really work one um, goal, one idea for a whole year if you want to, just refining it every lunar cycle. Um, But if we go back to the season mentality you know we plant the seed in the in the womb in the winter dreaming time we harvest that seed in the fruiting time or you know the the summer harvest time and then we live off the nourishment of that until the dying times um, until the the time to sow new seeds so it really is this cyclical energy that we can You know, we don't have to know where this stuff is happening in our natal chart. We can still work with this lunar energy every month and receive benefits from it. I just really feel like the more we understand all of the astrological influences available to us and how they feel in our body, the more potent our working can become. And the more um, we can harness these energies to really fast track what we're trying to create in our lives. And then we start to know... You know, new moon in Aries, that feels like there's a volcano in my chest. Like I just feel restless and energetic and like I have to use my hands to dismantle machinery or something. (laughs) Um, So that to me tells me what Aries energy feels like to me. So that when I'm feeling that kind of energy, I can say like, oh, I must have something transiting Aries or there must be a strong Mars influence on my chart right now. And I can go look and I I will usually find that. So we start to know by paying attention like this, we start to know what the astrological influences feel like in our own lives and our own experience. And then we become more attuned to living in, in harmony, living in symmetry with these energies that are affecting us, whether we know it or not. So why not work in concert with them and gain a benefit from it? We know we have Mercury retrograde starting on Friday, which means that communication is going to become hampered, stalled, um, clunky. It's a time to really get clear internally what matters to us and save that external expression until Mercury is direct again. Um, So maybe we can see what that feels like this cycle instead of, you know, worrying about it so much. We go into Mercury retrograde saying like, okay, this is a time when, you know, three times a year, we're going to experience this. I want to really pay attention to what Mercury retrograde feels like in my experience. Where do I see, do I see technological issues like people talk about? Do I see myself missing fine print that, you know, messes up a contract for me? 
Um, do I see myself putting my foot in my mouth and misspeaking? Or is Mercury retrograde like an awesome time for me where I feel really clear? Maybe you were born under a Mercury retrograde. So um, yeah, just really interesting to see how these energies affect us. But particularly, I wanted to talk about working with this new moon energy. Um, many astrologers are cautioning against doing too much um, ritual or like directly connecting to the energies tomorrow because of the eclipse and eclipses are volatile and things can backfire or go uh, in ways we didn't expect. Um, I really think that's up to each person's preference and I don't make blanket statements generally about that. So um, do what feels right to you. Yeah, the, the world of astrology is vast and wide and deep and multi-layered. Um, but I hope that this episode was helpful for you in some way to consider ways that maybe you hadn't thought of to go deeper into your own astrological chart and um, consider new possibilities. So happy new moon to you in Aries. Um, happy solar eclipse to you. And uh, may this be a fruitful lunar cycle for manifesting something that is important to you in your life. If you would like to support the podcast, you can find a link at plantwitchpodcast.com or you can go directly to Patreon at patreon.com slash the rebel herbalist. We welcome your financial support and we also welcome your participation in this vibrant community of humans who are working together to rejoin the web of life. Thank you for joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me, and it's time to come back to life.